Previously on Fantastic Worlds. The area you see in front of you is definitely ground zero. When you arrive, you don't see the portal, but you see four igloos laying out in front of you, and several yards behind that, it looks like ice spikes on the ground. As you approach, you see a bank of quillite spears outward in a ring, seemingly grown from heavy sheet of ice covering the ground. A second ring of giant icicle-shaped monolites stand inside the outer ring, surrounding a swirling cylindrical vortex easily 10 feet in diameter. Icy winds and driving snow blast from the vortex, creating a wintry weather in the clearing. Standing in front to the left of the vortex is a large black tree, from the looks of it, it took the brunt of the icy vortex blast. Yeah, I'm I'm going to de- detect evil on the tree. You detect a chaotic evil glow. You see it start to unfurl. The moss moves around the body and the limbs start to form, come up around the creature's head uh, and form a crown. The trunk of the tree splits in two and slowly they reshape into that of a foot and it turns and looks at Edessa and roars. Hello, world travelers. This is Jess, and this is only my second time doing this, but I hope you've gotten used to hearing me as a regular cast member. I hope I'm doing an acceptable job, or better than acceptable, preferably. I just want to say thank you, as always. I know we sound like a broken record, but seriously, it's completely heartfelt. It's so amazing when we get feedback. It's so amazing to know we have listeners out there who care about what we do. And it it honestly baffles and amazes me every time I think about it. So thank you guys. And uh, this week, before we get started, I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. There have been some episodes where I mentioned, oh, I have snowshoes so I can do my little five foot steps and stuff. No, that was actually, uh, we have realized since, a fantastic failure on my part. And nobody fact checked me. Not that that's their job, but (laughs) we all just kind of believed in in each other and ourselves. So what ended up happening is I found out when I officially added it to my Hero Lab character sheet that it only gives me 1.5 my movement speed. Oopsie! Let's hope that gets rectified eventually. Anyways, I just wanted to own up to my my horrible mistake. And uh, let you know that I'm going to be far slower and maybe less in the thick of things because of this uh, this oversight and the fact that we've realized it. Anyways, I don't want to keep you too long. So without further ado, I give you episode 14, Teddy Bear Function. I spend a lot of time thinking about the movies and books that inspire this story. What do you think are some of the books and movies that might influence your characters a little bit? Well, for Odessa, I think a big part of when I was originally kind of setting her up was I wanted to pull a lot from Margot from The Magicians. 
specifically the TV show and not Janet in the books. It's like, apparently they're supposed to be the same person, but they're not. But I also kind of wanted to, like, bring in a little bit of Elliot, because I feel like Margot and Elliot need to be, like, one person. <laughs> That's so fair. Bad. Yeah, I wanted to pull a lot from Margot, because I felt like there was a lot of really powerful not-give-a-fuck, but also just really strong, not easily phased. I don't know, I feel like she really empowers herself well. Especially in later seasons. Yeah, yeah, for real. And I think there was also a certain amount of, with the whole slut-shaming thing, she was just, I don't fucking care. I'm great. Look how great I am. And I'm like, you are great. You're wonderful. <laughs> what do you think, Abraxas? Um, you know what? Uh, when I, I had a lot of characters going through my head, like, before I landed on Druid. But I wanted a wilderness person. I wanted a wild child. I wanted very little connection to civilization, but I also didn't want them to be a hermit. So as I was making notes and kind of uh, kind of thinking, I you know I just gravitated to Mowgli, you know, from the you know, Jungle Books. Aww. He was like a little pup for a good long time, and then you know he was pushed towards the man village. But uh, that's kind of where I'm going. Kind of like I think of like with Abraxas is he had to learn the ways. You know, you know, that's all in his backstory, and this is kind of like the end result, but as you guys know, it's not super refined. But that's, <laughs> I guess, my main one. I, but you know what? Before the podcast started, I did watch some, like, uh, wolf documentaries. Oh, there were some good ones. And with the little wolf pups are so flippin' cute. So uh, there was one on Netflix. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Super good, though. I liked it. It's kind of a departure, too, because you usually kind of play prim and proper characters. All the ones I can think of, they're usually some form of, like, very civilized, very OCD in some way or something like that. But, yeah, Abrax is kind of like a wild child, comparatively. Oh, no, yeah. It, yeah, totally, you know, a place for everything and everything in its place. But this one, he didn't want to give two rips. <laughs> and, of course, anything, like, anime-related for food. Because, you know, I, I, I first started as, like, a little joke, but I think it's now part of his, who Abraxas is, is he just thinks with his stomach a good portion of the time. So, and that means that's, like, any anime. Does it seem like every anime has one person that all they are is, like, freaking food? They're, like, yeah. a giant stomach that occasionally <laughs> talks about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they always carry the nets with the watermelon in them. <laughs> when every time you talk about food, your character, I'm like, oh, I'm just picturing Studio Ghibli. Uh, what about you, Manette? Frankly, this is one of the first times where I didn't actually, when I was creating her, have in mind any sort of characters or, you know, movie basis. It's kind of weird because usually I draw off of things that I identify really strong with. But with Minette, she sort of came out of the ether. Retroactively, I would compare her to, and, you know, screw this movie, okay? <laughs> Actually, screw both these movies that I'm going to mention. But, like, Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame with uh. Esmeralda. She's hardcore an Esmeralda character, but just ripped. Like, if Esmeralda went to the gym <laughs> and got swole <laughs> and just beat the hell out of Frollo, I think that's what... <laughs> <laughs> what she would be oh the way that oh. movie should have ended that you would made, have been a much better movie <laughs> you made me dribble water all over myself Ezreal gets swole fucking kills 
becomes captain of the guard. <laughs> Throws yes. him out of the freaking Tower of Notre Dame. That Beautiful. Been awesome. And then also, like, kind of a, you know, Pocahontas character. Again, F that movie. But again, if she had gone in there and screw you white men and killed all of them with her big, <laughs> strong arm. <laughs> That's how that movie should have ended too. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) How history should have gone. Mm -hmm. Yes. That would be a fun podcast. How history should have gone. Uh, What about you there, uh, Abby, with Pippa? Yeah, so Pippa was like started mostly as me wanting to know what her con was before really working off her personality. So I based it off of Michael Caine's character in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, where essentially he lives in France and he has a taste for the finer things in life and he's really suave and well-read and awesome and he convinces a lot of bored rich women that he's a prince and that he's a prince of a country they've never heard of whose people are in like a insurgent rebellion that need a lot of money and they're bored and rich so they you know write him into their husband's wills or whatever so yeah so dirty rotten scoundrels really inspired me as did um like as far as her accent and kind of her general kind of like the harder parts of her personality go i was really inspired by kira sedgwick on the closer which i don't know how many people have actually seen that it was this shitty cop drama on tnt yep Mm -hmm. and it was it was super awesome And I just loved that character's no-nonsense, in some ways, really kind of roguish thinking outside the box when she was solving cases and how, like, she's firmly good-aligned. Like, I would say if we were passing out alignments to television characters, her character's, like, firmly good-aligned, but occasionally does some really bad things in pursuit of what she believes to be the ultimate good. Anyway, so I really, I really vibed with that, thought was good, and thought her accent was dope. And so that's mostly what inspired me. Awesome. That's kind of, that's a good question, actually, Dustin. What were your influences when you talked to us about our characters? Yeah. I just really liked the idea of this Western motif, which is one of the reasons why I liked Odessa bringing in that cowboyish mentality to the game. And that rolls over with, I think, Pippa's Southern charm all kind of roll into that idea. I'm not that much of a Western watcher. I try to have Western influences in this just because I I think that from a gameplay standpoint, that's a fantastic storytelling area. And then with that, I think even Manette, I would say Stargate, that old Egyptian flair. I I love all of that stuff and the stories that can come from that. And then bringing in, uh, I have a friend who is obsessed with Russian literature and, you know, having a, a, a Russian fairy tale brought into the story kind of piqued my interest. And then I also loved Abraxas's character bringing in kind of that wild, you know, like that Mowgli character, like having all those come together in one story just seemed fantastic to me. And I was really looking forward to that. Hence, Fantastic Worlds. Hence, this was a, fa- yes, but um bum a lot of stuff has happened since the original three of you journeyed into Heldren. Keep in mind, we've been playing for, you know, a while now, but it's actually only been about seven days in the game. It's with a bit of irony that you are stuck in this unforgiving cold, for today is the 10th day of Serenrinth, also known as the Day of Burning Blades. It's celebrated to honor the goddess Serenray, the culmination of a month-long summer festival held in her honor. It gets its name from the Dance of the Burning Blade, in which worshippers dip ceremonial weapons in pitch or another flammable substance and dance with burning brands in hand. Legend recounts if one of Saren Ray's faithful followers are in mortal danger on this festival day, his or her weapon will burn with a holy fire. 
I don't think any of you guys are followers of Sarah and Ray, huh? Nope. I totally converted just right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I threw Calistria overboard. I can be a Sarah and Ray acolyte now. <laughs> I found I found a I found a pamphlet in one of the igloos. So I was like, oh, that's that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I've definitely I mean there are paladins of Sarah and Ray that I'm sure Manette has interacted with, so that's probably right up her alley. As in, they've looked down on her. (laughs) All of us. (laughs) Symptom. The windswept tree uh, next to the portal did not fool you guys one bit as much as I wanted it to. And it realized its form wasn't going to fool you guys either. It realized pretty quickly. And so it decided not to hide anymore. And the moss tree slowly starts to unwind, uh, but quick enough that it takes a turn, not like an animated sequence in Voltron that takes three minutes to happen. Uh, it happens pretty quickly. <laughs> and then once to reveal cuts in the bark that slowly change to form of a humanoid body. The smell of fresh moss and bark envelops your nose, Abraxas, similar to the smell you had in the cave. This beast is imposing, over nine feet tall, and if there was a scale under him, probably about 550 pounds. He's a big boy. It turns over and looks at all of you, looking at all the people in the area, and it just sits there and it just brings out this gurgling scream at Odessa. And with a natty 19... (gasps) On an Intimidate, plus 11, that's a 30 Intimidate, uh, what's your resistance to that? This is, this is a fear effect, correct? Because correct. So, so plus four. Yeah, plus four because of my aura of courage as a paladin, which I got at level three, just so everyone knows. That's one of my supernatural abilities. Anyone within 10 feet of me has a, a plus four morale bonus on Rolls. We're like, we're, we're not effects. afraid of you as we we stand closer to me. <laughs> yeah, everybody pedals <laughs> in. Shuffle closer okay, to me. So, okay, so yeah, I have s- okay. 18. Okay, so with an 18, uh, you are definitely intimidated, and every five over that roll, it's an additional round. Go- you are going to be shaken for the next three rounds. Okay. That means you take a negative two penalty on attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Uh, and with that, everybody, roll me an initiative. Uh, Brexus, what did you get? I got a whopping six. I mean, 32. No, I got a six. <laughs> Odessa, what did you get? 21. Pippa? Uh, I got a six. It's amazing. Manette, what'd you get? I also got a 21. Wow, that's pretty good for Manette. It's Teb's turn. Um, one thing. Teb. Yep. <laughs> Teb Naughton. <laughs> Uh, so Teb, oh you notice what? I just walks- realized how a terrible name that is. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's so mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so Teb is. Uh, you notice as he walks forward, he is able to walk on the snow without any problem, and he moves what? forward, and he's going to attack Manette. Of course. So he moves forward and he attacks with both his claws. And the first one, he swings forward. With a natural 20. What a way to start. Um, wow, that's... Um, Remember nice. how earlier we were talking about how level 3 is when TPKs almost always happen? I just rolled a second natural 20. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. So let's see if I roll a third one. <laughs> that's only for players, boo. Fine. Uh, so that's with the first claw. Let me see if I hit with the second claw. Does a 19 hit you? No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. 
And holy God, I rolled a four. So max damage, which is nine. So 18 points of damage to Manette. Just let me update that. <laughs> Odessa, you're up. I am going to pull out and load my entangling shot cartridge for my gun. Okay. And I'm going to attempt to shoot this giant kind of terrifying creature that just almost killed Manette in one shot. All right. And minus four to this roll. <laughs> All right. I see your natural 20 and meet you with a natural 20. Nice. Oh, roll the confirm. Yeah. Wow. 15 against touch confirm. It it hits exactly. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh goodness. Oh. Heck yeah. Eye for an eye, buddy. Shit. You have to pass a DC 15 reflex save or you become entangled for two D4 rounds. Ooh, I'm guessing that's not his big stat. <laughs> uh, does a 14? Nope. Okay, so he is entangled. He cannot move. <laughs> yes. For how many rounds? One sec, we're going to find out. Seven rounds. He was once Teb Notton. Now he will be forgotten. <laughs> How many rats? Seven. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's he yeah. becomes entangled for two D4 rounds, and I rolled a four and a three. Does he have a way to break out of it? Can he break out every he turn, or is it just does a... does not. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Okay, good thing he has reach. And how much? <laughs> good so thing. So do I. That's great. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> away. Okay, and she is, because that wasn't her move action, she is going to take a little bit of a step back because you just said he has reach. So as yep. her move action, she's going to take a five foot step back, not as a five foot step, but as a, uh, as okay. a move. There we go. And he's going to take an attack of opportunity with that. Does he? Yep. Yeah. Oh, because you're leaving a square that. Oh, yeah, that's a crappy thing about reach. Yep. He threatens all those squares. Does a 15 hit? Oh, exactly. Okay, let's see how much damage he does. I would move even further away than that since this is your normal movement action. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think I'm going to get further back. And you take 11 points of damage. That's fine. I'm back here now. And Manette, it's your turn. What would you like to do? I will five foot step forward. Oh, Paladin. Oh, shit. And take a big swing at my buddy boy here, two-handed. That's a natural 20. Wow, <laughs> what is going on? Yes. Oh, my God. We're hot today. <laughs> we hot are so hot. Yes. Watch me and Abby roll like the ones. Uh, when it gets to us, as it's long like, I mean, as Jess and I can keep rolling the 20s. Please, sweet That's going to be exactly what happens. <laughs> I'm just going to kiss my die until it. Please, please. <laughs> please, 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 please. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> a 10 hit. Does a 10 confirm? Not even close. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Aww. think so. But at least I hit. So. So roll me an attack or damage. <sighs> Six. Okay. You cut into it and it it took the shot. Like it, it, it definitely hurt a little bit but eh, it's doing fine. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Pippa, you're up. Pippa's gonna make a beeline for that tree line. 
so that she can, you know, better set up her next move. And she's going to take an alchemist fire out of her pack. And I think that's all she can do this turn. Okay, Abraxas, you're up. Abraxas is going to take some items out of his little belt pouch. You see him kind of like put something across his like forehead. You don't know if it's mud, who knows what it'll be. Maybe it's some sacred herbs. He chants and he bulks up. Like he noticeably gets a little, what's what's that term, swole? Swole. That Jess used earlier. <laughs> He's getting a little beefy. Oh, and he grows a lot, a lot more, more facial hair. He looks even hairier than he does. I just cast Aspect of the Bear. Ooh. Get it? Right. It's a hairy bear. What, what, where? Now it is Ted's turn again. And since there's only one person next to him, he's going to attack Manette. Miss, 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 miss. You missed. 15. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that doesn't hit. Uh, he goes He goes to swipe uh, with one claw, and he just misses. You kind of, like, bend back, I'm imagining. And then with the second one, he does a uh, 25 hit. Yeah. <laughs> it sure mm-hmm. do. Luckily, I only rolled a one this time. Eight points of damage. All right, cool. And Odessa, it's your turn. What would you like to do? She's going to take that five-foot step forward, and she's going to shoot him. She still has the scatter condition on her gun. So it should not hit Manette. Does a 17 hit against touch? A 17 does hit against touch. That is five points of damage. So you see the bullet go into him and it just goes in through like a part of his arm, or like his bicep, and then out through the other end. He kind of recoils back a little bit, but you know, it doesn't seem to be doing much. But what you do notice is it was about the same place where Manette did an initial slash into him and that has seemed to have completely healed and disappeared. Bastard. Crap. <laughs> so at this point, Odessa's gonna shout, Manette, I need you to scoot at least Five feet away. Roger. <laughs> Look, your butt. Where's Roger at? I didn't know we had a Roger in our game. <laughs> That's my new character after I die. <laughs> Speaking of your turn, Manette, you're up. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'm going to take a big swing at him again. Go for it. 17. Uh, 17 will not <sighs> hit. I'm going to five foot step back out of the way. Okay, that's a smart move. Pippa, it's your turn. Okay, so she's got one of her alchemical fire grenades in her hand. So I've been thinking about it, and I couldn't actually find any mechanic for it, but do you think it'd be possible for her to like use Mage Hand to lift it and drop it directly on top of the tree? Okay, I'm going to say that that gives you a plus one bonus to your deck, your attack. So you're going to okay. do your, it's going to be a ranged attack. So you use your dex bonus and then add plus one to it. Okay. You're like guiding it. That's that awesome. is dope. That yeah. is very good to know. That was a good idea. Okay. I don't have to account for a wind factor. <laughs> I do not. Telekinesis. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Let's see if I rolled well. I did not. I did not roll well Aww, at all. Abby. So... What did you roll? <laughs> I rolled a two. So with my <gasps> attack bonus. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's going to, I think, be an eight overall. Okay. Uh, and I need you to roll me a D6. I need to land on his Five. feet. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to hit so, me. So it actually rolled right in the middle. 
So both Teb and Manette are going to take one point of fire damage. From oh, damn it. Sorry, Manette. It's okay. It's okay. I thought it was a good idea. It was a really good idea. And then I rolled like trash. No, it was a good idea. I'm not, I don't begrudge you that. Roll me a perception check there, Pippa. See, why couldn't I have rolled a 14 like before? A number my brain's not working. It's, a, it's over 20. So what happens is you notice that the moment the fire splashed onto him, the hole that was slowly healing from Odessa's shot stopped healing. Gonna burn that bastard now. Burn, baby. Uh, (laughs) Kill it with fire! (laughs) Totally. And it actually looks to have taken a bit more damage than you would expect from from the splash damage. Uh, Braxis, you're up. I am going to reach out my cool bear paw it's not a real bear paw. I know you have to. You have to be clear when you're a druid. It's not a bear paw, but uh, I'm gonna place my hand on Manette's shoulder and murmur some sylvan words and cast Cure Light Wounds. Cure Light Wounds. Ah. Uh-huh. Deo <laughs> Oh, that's an eight. <laughs> Yay! Wow. That is much better. Thank uh, you. Early today is like Max Roll Day. Sweet. Except for Abby. Oh Except, Abby. Except for Abby. <laughs> also me, I rolled a two on my damage. So so <laughs> we're doing good. Wow. There you go, Manette. 11 healing. Yay. Oh my God. You're my savior. Do you want to do anything else there, Teb? Do you want to do anything else there, Abraxas? You know what? I am going to use my very last hero point that I had. I'm going to call upon my connection with nature to reinvigorate me. And again, I'm going to use it to recall a spell, right? That's one of the uses of the hero point. I'm recalling Tarball. Yes. Yes. Tarball. You recalled Tarball and that ends your turn. That's it. Teb, you notice, did not heal any farther and he's struggling um, but he sees that Manette is still within 10 feet. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to attack. I'm like, I just healed uh, Manette. Maybe you could just hold off for a bit. <laughs> Natty 19. Oh, Son my freaking God. It Why is, not is it cr- always against me? You have it such is- good luck against me and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is not a crit, but it's a hit. But I'm going to go see if the other claw attacks. Uh, that is a two. So he misses with the second one, though. Okay. So you take... Nine points of damage. <laughs> I mean, technically, you gained three points of damage. Still, <laughs> so he cut. He cut. He swipes once with the claw, and you duck and are and thinking, "Oh, right, I miss it." But then, he, just as you get moved back into position, another one just totally sideswipes you uh, right in some open spots in your your rather clanky armor, uh, yeah. and you just take a massive amount of damage. You're getting pretty bloodied. Yeah, she's freaked out, too. Totally freaked out. And that means five more rounds until Mr. Teb is free. And Odessa, it is your turn. Okay, so Manette is officially out of her way. So she is going to load a Dragon's Breath cartridge. And she is going to fire at Jerk McTebface because now she's (laughs) fucking pissed because she's just been watching Manette just get the shit kicked out of her and she's full of rage 16 against touch that is a hit okay so this is how this works you get a reflex save okay no I don't 
you do? Because he's trapped. Oh, you're trapped. You don't get shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is 12 points of fire damage. There are certain parts of his body that just seem to be melting off. Gooey, sticky mess just runs down and you see bone. And he is screaming in pain and trying to even... He's trying to pat down the fire as best as possible. Pippa, you're up. She's shaking in her shoes over there in the tree line because this is huge. But, you know, she's somewhat heartened by the fact that it does seem to be turning their way. And she's going to go ahead and try to, you know, drop another alchemical fire on it. So let's see. Let's see if it works again. Or, you know, works better. (laughs) Doesn't hit Manette. It's okay. I have so many characters rolled up for side. No, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Natty 20. Oh, Oh, yes. That means I'm the last one that needs to roll one. Yes. So roll to confirm. Oh, my God. Natural 18, but adjusted 24. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes, that does hit and confirm. So roll your damage. Yeah. Seven points of damage. It slams into him, and his entire body just melts as he dies. What? What? Immolated. That was brutal. And so basically you see this scene and it's almost like uh, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. And it's like, I'm melting, melting. And he just Odessa, melts like, down. As he's like melting is like seeing that he's dying and is just running up and just like shoots him in the head again because she's just fucking over it. She's so mad, like rage. I'm on one knee with my scimitar in the snow. So as he's falling, he uses his spear that he's holding that he didn't get a chance to use that I really wanted to use. And he stabs it in the ground kind of just to hold himself up, but it's not doing. He just oh, keeps okay. falling. I thought he was going to stab me. And I, I was like, God, literally no, like I'll fucking kill him again. <laughs> I'm like, that's even after like being shot in the head again. And you have killed the moss troll. He is dead. Yes. That was. Oh. Okay. Are you okay? Are we okay? Are you alive? <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm very bloody. You look, you look kind of bloody. I'll, um, I'm like, I have like blood in my eyes oh and I'm God. like on the ground just shaking. Like that's the closest I've ever come <laughs> to facing my maker. And Not yet, Manette. There's plenty of work for you to do. So at the end, all that is remaining of him is that spear and everything else has gone into goo into the ground. Yeah, I'm on my knees with my scimitar planted downward and I have my hand on it because I'm shaken because I've never faced anything that has taken me that close to the brink. Except for last game. (laughs) Yeah, well, it didn't get me that close, though. I mean, I, I guess I did go down, like, first game. It was much more terrifying because... I feel like we had a lot more handle of the situation in that first mm-hmm. encounter. And this one, I feel like Manette immediately sensed that she couldn't do anything. The, the cut she made like immediately healed over and it, it scared the shit out of her. Plus, so. this is what's more damage. Like, I think with the mm-hmm. with the skeletons, it was nip here. So it was like a scratch here, a scratch there. But this one was like a full heavy blow. Like, I'm picturing, you know, like in the TV show where, like, they, you know, you go back like the superhero yeah. fights where you're like... You actually are pushed back because the uh, the the strength of the 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 attack. 
I do the anime slide. Mm-hmm. Again, anime slide. I'm just getting back to anime again. Anime slide. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like Odessa would crouching next to you and has probably pulled out some like old shirts or something, doing her best to like melt snow oh. and clean your face off because she's just <laughs> and trying to be gentle about it, but at the same time is just not really good at this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now he's been traveling with you for a while, so he's like, honey, honey, I I got this. I got to use those, <laughs> those shirts. Dirty rags are okay to wear as clothes, but not for open wounds. He, he carefully and professionally gets out his healer's kit, you know, starts doing it like professionally. Adessa's like, oh, okay, you you definitely know how to how to do this better. Um, and so Odessa just sit closely to Minette, kind of puts part of her coat around her. Okay, here, we'll just... There we go. And then she just sits there quietly. I, I, I touch her hand and I touch Abraxas's hand and I tell them both thank you and give them a squeeze. And then I look at Pippa and I also say thank you. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm just really, I'm so sorry I hit you with the grenade. <laughs> it's okay. I know, I know what you were trying to do. Did you get burned? I've got some ointment in here. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> some that thing, that thing I have was some scar awful. That thing was literally a nightmare like i think i've seen that in a nightmare before i'm gonna start having them now don't worry my friends i know i didn't do much against it but uh i'm here anyways you held back it's assault (laughs) yeah i think that would have easily dropped to any of us manetta yeah i'm pretty Uh. sure if i had taken that much of it that like big of a hit i don't think i would be standing here so if it weren't for you we somebody else would have had to have taken that hit so we're going to take care of you. I now. would have been a halfling pudding. Yeah, Pippa <laughs> would literally just be a liquid. Like, Odessa looks at the liquid bees. Pippa would be that. Ew. <laughs> okay, well, you've been some time healing Minette up. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Well, I hate to say it, but if y'all are up for it, I think it's time. I think we should. And I stand up in spite of all of my injuries. <laughs> I've been healed quite a bit. By- I think Adessa would probably get up first and then insist on helping you. And even if you were doing the, no, 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 it's fine. Adessa, are you fucking kidding me? Did you see what just happened? <laughs> Shut up. Just take my hand, you stubborn asshole. I do take her hand. I'm also using my scimitar to help prop myself up. Because even though fear effects technically can't affect me, I am still... Shaken in my own way. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? I mean, is the moss troll wearing clothes? <laughs> like, can we? Are there pockets? Would it be carrying anything that we'd like? The only thing that's left is the spear that he stuck in the snow. I'm gonna detect magic. Wah 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 wah. Uh, it is magical. Oh. Does anybody have a spellcraft? I got a twenty-four. It is called a spear of manhunting, and I'm really sad that I did not use it on the first turn. A two-foot-long blade extends from a heavy crossbar of this plus-one boar spear. Nice. uh, Designed to catch and hold humanoid prey, a spear of manhunting automatically resizes to match the size of the wielder when grasped. (gasps) Once per day on a successful critical hit, the wielder of the spear of manhunting can hold person as an immediate action on the target hit by the attack. Will DC 13 negates. The hold person effect immediately ends if the spear is dropped or withdrawn, such as by making an additional attack with weapons. Oh, the weapon. That is Hand so somebody. tight. Um, Ooh, that do is you cool use a spear, Abraxas? 
I can't. I'm. I can use spears. I'm trained and I'm trained in the way of a spear. Because I would like to keep my shield in play, so I don't want to use a two-handed weapon. Pippa can't use spears. <laughs> oh. Could be a backup weapon. Uh, yeah. So if, it's all. It's all abraxas. <laughs> Plus, all it just right. feels right for you to have it. Yes. It does. A spear, and it's a boar spear. Also, like. you're a wolf man. Spear of man hunting. <laughs> nice. It just, it just feels right to me. Oh, honey. It's right. perfect. I'm already a bear right now, so it's a perfect. <laughs> it makes me wonder if this is something Dustin... <laughs> okay. Um, it makes me wonder if this is something Dustin inserted or if this was in the campaign. Yeah, it- it's for me to know. Uh, <laughs> you already said no, so now I know. <laughs> gay trash. Let's go poke that portal with the spear. This thing is so gross <laughs> that even Abraxas doesn't even want to like even try to taste it. That's how gross this thing is. It's, it's like, like snow pass. pudding soup. Yeah. It's pass. so gross. He doesn't even want to try to I taste it. I picture everybody it. looking at him and he's like, oh no, pass. <laughs> we're like, all like giving him like the gonna... eye like you want nah, I'm, you wanna... like, I'm good no? so if you guys are going to approach the portal who goes first I mean I'm pretty hefty again I'm back on my shit so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna saunter up there I'll be like right next to you like with a spear out cause... hey angel Yes. Um, do we have any more hits on that wand oh yeah dude of yeah, that'd be great. I, I'm I'm down eleven. So. Oh yeah, yeah. She needs that. All right. I just realized six and oh eight. Perfect. I am full. And then that wand is tat. Well, with the moss troll lovingly known as Teb Naughton, I love that name, and his body looked over. Nothing stands between you and the iridescent portal. Six days of fighting in cold bandits, and horrible nasty fae, and the source of all your trouble lies in front of you. It, how do you guys feel about that, that you might actually be able to uh, finally put this thing down? I kind of feel like that's not what's going to happen at all. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're all smart enough to sort of be suspicious of this situation. <laughs> Pippa definitely has a suspicion that it's so not going to be that easy. As you begin to step towards the portal, a surge of wind suddenly blasts out, buffeted by rings of icicles that surround you. The wind from the portal keeps gusting outward in a stinging spray of snow and ice. Uh, Manette, as you get closer, you see a tall warrior dressed in warm-looking padded leather armor and holding a spike shield and a long sword step forward. You will not go any farther. Uh, Manette, just as he's about to swing towards you, a large spear explodes from his chest. The blood spraying from the wound freezes into ice before it hits your face, sticks to you like snow, only to be warmed once again by the heat and melt down your face. Gross. The spear retracts back through the porthole and the warrior falls to the ground. I think I can speak for us all what? when I say, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just looking at them with my sword in one hand and my shield on the other, like... What? Oh, yeah. What? I totally yeah. said the spear I, Any of the rest of us see that? <laughs> yes, you all saw that. We all were, like, right in there with her. And then my battle sense kicks in, and I'm like, mm, okay, I should probably hold up my shield. And I'm kind of, like, shielding myself and looking at the portal, looking for the source of that spear. Also, is that spear still there? No, it retracted back into the portal. I think, I think we're going to have company soon. As you guys are kind of looking and wondering what to do, you see a hand come out from underneath the portal and very weakly curl in towards you and then go back into the portal. No. Oh, 
world. <laughs> That's what Minette says too. No. What? Making like a come hither gesture or? A come hither gesture. I think we're all just making eyes at yes. each other like, uh, uh. Yeah. No, please. Pippa really doesn't want to do that. <laughs> I. That's terrible. Before it disappeared, it is very old, decrepit, and very weak. Like it was, it was, it was almost like it was mustering all its ability to get to you. You know whose hand I bet is also old and creepy? Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe someone needs our help. Oh, you had to say that. Ugh. Listen, I have to. I have. <sighs> like, well, I think. We all know what we have to do here. All right. I mean, we don't know what else to do. How else do we have any idea of how to seal this? I think the only way we're going to find out is if we go through. I'm a little new at this magic thing. I have no idea, so... I've noticed you've... Uh, Who wants to go first? Been, uh, drawing upon the arcane there, Pippa. Let's, uh, let's talk about that a little later when we're settled. I don't recall you doing that. Uh, I, I don't have answers. Uh, Seems but... normal to me. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You haven't been traveling with her. Uh, let me let me do a real quick sweep then. Basically, it's is there like a, a lever, button, runes? I basically kind of want to do a, a loop around the portal really quick. You you do a walk around the portal, and everything you see, you see the the all the icicles sticking out of the ground. I think with your detect magic that you used on the spear, you can you're still in the using the remnants of that to pick up. And they're the only thing that's magical is that portal, and you don't see anything around the portal that would tie it to that specific piece of ground. Like you don't see a rune on the ground or anything like that. Um, I think even in your uh, time, you maybe even move away some of the snow to see if there's something underneath, and there's nothing. It's just kind of sitting there, um, and just blowing out like an air conditioner <laughs> oh does does it detect evil <laughs> oh. it, it does not detect evil it detects neutral i guess <laughs> okay it detects a portal it's ambivalent that's how i detect i've decided as i take a big whiff of the air <sighs> doesn't Sweet, smell I, evil <laughs> at least see then me and you are going to be the ones that are just <laughs> like everywhere we go it's like what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a thing. It's a divine spellcaster thing. You don't heathens. worry about it. <laughs> I had a druid who tasted everything, and then Dustin gave her a splinter on her tongue, and it was fucked up. <laughs> All right, so, um, I'll share my findings. I don't see anything anchoring this thing here. It could. Uh, I hate to say this, but it may be generating on the other side. Manette wants to put her scimitar, the tip of her scimitar in, and sort of poke it. When I pull it back out, is it still intact? It's a little chilled, but it's intact. I uh, I shrug and I jump through. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. Oh, huff puff. I didn't expect that so quick. Okay. Sorry. Oh, nothing mentioned. Nothing gained. Jumping in. <laughs> Alright. Pippa's like mumbling under her breath. This is exactly... <laughs> Why we need to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl, we're going to do this together. Ready? And just scoops you up. I am not a dog. And then just jumps in. <laughs> it's like breaking glass when you guys go through. You don't Ooh. feel break glass, but that's the sound you hear. Uh, and you arrive on the other side. Wait, did Abraxas uh, jump through? For Abraxas, Jess is injured. So the minute she jumped in, he was like, oh, crap. And then honestly, like seconds, seconds later... When you arrive on the other side, you see quite a sight. On the ground in a heap, you see a man attached to the spear that had punctured that tried to attack you. The gaunt man appears slumped on the ground. 
you see a now dead horse besides the weakened man pierced with several arrows. The man himself is wearing a helmet with curling ram's horns, and he is wearing coal black armor. He is surrounded by these weird magical tendrils of cold and dark mist, and you see a giant shard of blue ice jutting from his back. He can barely speak, but utters loudly as he can before passing out. They are coming! The snow ahead is thick, and it it takes you a minute to see two soldiers and one wolf quickly closing in on the man, and now you roll for initiative. Oh. Oh, snap. I was not expecting that. Pippa, what did you get? Pippa got a six. Wow, Pippa. Man, Pippa. Yeah, yeah, twice in a row. Hey, this these dice got two 20s earlier That's this true. session, so I'm going to stick with them. Abraxas, what did you get? <laughs> I got a six as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> the same thing. Okay. Oh, yes. my God. Yep. Odessa, what did you get? I got a 16. <laughs> I thought you were okay. going to say six as well. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, Manette, what did you get? 20. All right. Manette is going to be top of the pack. Hell yeah. Uh, Manette, you see two guards and a wolf. What do you want to do? Immediately, I five foot step towards the closest guard, take a big swing with my sword. I have my shield out, so I'm not doing a two-handed swing. That is going to be a 17 to hit. A 17 will hit exactly. Roll me damage. Big money, no whammies. It's a nine. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, Manette, tell me what it looks like when you murder this soldier. Oh, snap. Okay, so I take a step forward in the snow and just do kind of a, a test slash because I don't know uh, how tough these boys are. And um, immediately it cleaves through his neck and I go, oh, okay, they're very squishy. <laughs> You guys, they're very squishy. <laughs> Odessa, it's you're up. What do you want to do? So she still has the scatter effect on her gun. Um, so she is going to take... Let's see, she's going to move. Oh my god, Manette, you're so fucking away. <laughs> she's going to move uh, 10 feet, which is her whole movement. And then she is going to shoot the guy and the wolf, since they are both within her cone. That is going to be a... So for the wolf, a 14 against touch. That is a hit. All right, four points of damage on Mr. Wolf. And then for the soldier, that is going to be a 16 against touch. That is a hit. Right, and that is going to be nine points of damage. Tell me what it looks like when you kill that second soldier. Odessa kind of trudges through the snow as quickly as she can, pulls it back, aims, shoot. All of these tiny pellets just erupt out and it just hits him all over his chest, probably some in his face. It's a hot mess. And then it scatters and it also just kind of like brushes the wolf because it's kind of behind him. That's why it doesn't take as much damage. It's the wolf's turn because you did damage to him. He is going to move towards you. And he is going to attack you there, Odessa. Watch your feet. I yell out. 
<laughs> and he goes to bite at your ankles and completely misses. So <laughs> I'm back to being my own horrible rolling self. Is oh, openly good. laughing at this wolf. Openly Pippa, laughing. Pippa, it's your turn. Pippa is in no mood for this after having just been carried through the portal. She's like, she's cold. She's a little shaky. They just went through a magical portal and she's feeling a little extra magical herself. So she's just going to sweep her arm forward, gesture at the wolf and fire a magic missile at him. Ooh, nice. Two points of damage. Right, two. He takes the missile in his shoulder, but it doesn't seem to do much to him. Abraxas, you're up. What are you going to do? Some wolf-on-wolf violence there? Heck yeah. No, I can't I can't shift and make it there in time. Oh, but you know what? I can make myself a, a viable target. I am going to use a move action to shift, and I'll use the rest of my move action to get to the side of Odessa. So I'll be on the uh, Odessa's right, and I'm just going to growl like a challenge, like, hey, I'm the shit right here. Alpha wolf. <laughs> roll I'm me a, roll me an intimidate there, Abraxas. Fifteen. He cowers down. He definitely recognizes you as the alpha. Oh, your place. Yeah. Uh, and Minette, it's your turn. This wolf gonna die if I hit <laughs> it. I'm just saying. If I hit it at all. Come on, man. Here we go. One hand. Natural 19. Oh, yeah. That's a possible crit. Roll me a confirm. 21. Okay, that's a hit. So roll your damage. <laughs> that that so, wolf is just. I just critted for an abs. I'm going to explode him. After the wolf submitted and everything? Listen, that doesn't mean he is going to be friendly. It's cold. We could use his pelt. That's nine points of damage. I rolled very low. So you you basically very easily you take that sword and you just slice like butter through his neck and his Ooh. head falls off Ooh. and rolls at Abraxas's feet and he's dead. Sorry, Abraxas. <laughs> I'll shift back on what it happens. Oh my god, that looks oh my that looks horrible. Are you gonna You gonna eat that? Take a bite? <laughs> uh, you know what was funny if I was down any hit points? I totally would. Alright, no, that that would be wrong. You hear the you hear some coughs from the old man in a, a groan. God, I wish I could heal him. You gonna do a heal check on him? I would like to do a heal check. Um I can't do any lay on hands, but I would like to do a heal check. That's a 14. You examine him and you're able to kind of stabilize him a little bit. Your divine sense kicks in a little bit and you get the impression that cure light wounds or curing spells are not going to work. He has he kind of reached the end of his time. He probably didn't have much to go as it is. It's just this, you know, so everything's just kind of happening at the same time. But he's still, he's stabilized enough to come into consciousness. Oh, oh, you could not have arrived at a better time. Thank you, my friend. I'm going to hold his hand and pray in my head. Odessa's going to take out some more fucked up clothing from her bag because that's apparently her thing right now. <laughs> and is going like, <laughs> to roll it into some sort of makeshift pillow and put it under his head. Pippa's going to slog through the snow, which I assume is up to her chin, <laughs> to get to his other side. And she's going to lay her hand on his arm, be like, Once... Uh- a long time ago, I was called Ilarian Malvius. I am Baba Yaga's Black Rider, the harbinger of the Witch Queen's return. 
at at hearing this, uh, Braxis takes like a step back, like oh. Odessa kind of just like cocks her head and is like, "I'm sorry. What does that what does that title mean? That's not really something I recognize." Baba Yaga returns. It is our duty to notify the Witch Queen of her return and the denizens of our country to prepare for that. We are also her protectors. Why did you bring us here? I did not bring you here. I was trying to get through the portal to warn people. Rephrase, why did you beckon us here? Well, I was going to be attacked by some guards, and I didn't have much time left. And and honestly, you're the only hope I have now, and I could sense you on the other side. Who were you trying to warn? About what? Something has happened to Baba Yaga. Every hundred years, she returns to Irisin to place a new daughter on the throne. But Queen Elvana has other plans. And Elvana intends to slay everyone loyal to her mother. She hunted down those of us who would herald Baba Yaga's return and slew my associates. I am the last of the three riders and a threat to Elvana's plans. I'm sorry. I guess I had always assumed that Baba Yaga was the evil one. So is Elvana more evil? Elvana lusts for power. And if she takes Baba Yaga's place, she will claim all of Galarian as her personal kingdom. Irisin is a land of endless winter created by Baba Yaga's magic. Elvana seeks to cover the entire world in ice and snow using portals much like this one. So she that opened it. Shit, her, not Baba Yaga. I thought that strange. How do we close the portal? You can find its source in the Pale Tower, but the portal is one of many. Through them, Elvana will spread the new Ice Age across the world, consuming it all for eternity. Closing the portal might save your kingdom, but Galarian would still be doomed. Gods damn it. So. What do you suggest we do? Do we kill Ilvana? You must find Baba Yaga. Only she can defeat Ilvana. Only the Queen of Witches can undo what her daughter has done. Where can we find Baba Yaga? You must find her dancing hut to follow her. The hut is Mm -hmm. a powerful artifact that can cross great distances. Even travel between worlds. If you can control the hut, it can take you to Baba Yaga. And what makes you think she doesn't want to rule Galarian? Baba Yaga was perfectly happy with her small section of this. She just visits different lands and has her little piece of them. She doesn't have great ambitions to rule the world. She doesn't need to. She can take whatever she really wants. If she had the ambition to want to rule Galarian, she would have done it long ago. Where do you think we can find one of these huts? Elvana stole the hut and put it on display in Irisin's capital, White Throne, as a symbol of her power. You must go there to get the dancing hut. So once we find the hut, how do we use it? The hut has many keys, objects attuned to the hut, that can take it almost anywhere. I managed to secure two of those keys, but Elvana stole their power to prevent anyone from using the hut to find her mother. 
Once reactivated, placing the keys in the hut's cauldron will retrace Baba Yaga's path. Does this man detect evil? He detects neutral. Okay. And from what I know of Baba Yaga, she is usually considered evil, right? She is usually considered evil. Pippa's gonna... She's a, She's very suspicious of this. Everything that her mother's told her, everything that Abraxas has told her up until now is all... Baba Yaga's a scary badass and is not to be trusted. So I think she's going to try to sense motive. Go ahead. I'm going to do the same before I hear the result. It's a 17. Uh, 16. You know, it's kind of, think about this. He's at the end of his life. You know, mm-hmm. when most people end of, at the end of their life, they're much more open to being truthful. And you guys are kind of picking that up. Like he is, he's burying his soul to you. He's burying everything that's going on. In fact, I think these conversations had it for a while, and as time is passing and you guys are talking to him, the light begins to fade from his eyes a bit more, and you hear him say, My friend, I know you are here. Please show yourself so I might see one familiar face before I die. Uh, Odessa, you feel Jim jump off your shoulder and walk slowly to the dying man. The black rider looked, and a small laugh emits from his mouth. <laughs> My friend, it's so good to see you again. I'm entrusting you to make sure the job gets done. Jim shakes his head silently. There are two keys I was able to obtain. I must do one last thing to give them the energy to work once more. The man takes the knife out of his pocket and holds the keys to his chest and slits his own throat, (gasps) coating the items in his own lifeblood. The keys begin to emit a dull light as the old knight falls to the ground. Jim walks over to the old man and runs his furry paws over the man's eyes, closing them one last time. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic oh, Pods production. Ooh. Bury him. I would like to thank Amy <laughs> Hankinson like for running coming. our wonderful theme song, Sirenscape, the for use, use of their sound effects and damn it. Uh, music. Paizo for the wonderful Reign of Winter adventure path. And all you listeners, until next week, I am Dustin Alexander. You can reach me on Twitter at Dustin Alexander. I'm Abby. You can find me on Twitter at Bonanza Famine. Oh, this is Angel. You could also reach me at Twitter at Espinoza916. I'm so mad I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> uh, this is Kay, and you can reach me on Twitter at She's Lady Macbeth. This is Jess. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Hank the Clank, all one word. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and to tell all your friends about us and share on social media as well. If you do share, use the hashtag WorldsTravelers so we can thank you for spreading the word. It makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. The Fantastic Worlds Podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. So I'm going to go into this with, do you like gay trash? Oh, totally. Okay, of you're going to love I do. this show. You're gonna <laughs> what, what is that? Gay trash? It's just, 
It just shows that are gay, but they're fucking like garbage. But you watch them because they're gay. Yeah, that is gay trash. I can't stop watching it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So if you need some gay trash, you come to me. I have so much gay trash. (laughs) Gay trash resource. (laughs) (laughs) I am here for you. (laughs) Well, I am inspired by a lot of gay trash. (laughs) I find gay trash very inspiring material. (laughs) Oh, Abby, it's because you're surrounded by gay trash. 